Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the ZX Spectrum Podcast. I'm your host Andy Godoy and this is episode 4. And today I'm going to be talking about one of my favourite games ever and that is Jack the Nipper 2 in Coconut Capers. Now, before I sort of like move on and tell you all about this game, I want to quickly just sort of like plug the podcast and what's going to be happening. So the podcast is weekly now. So it'll come out every Monday and what I hope to do as well, as well as do the podcast version, which is the audio one, which you'll find on uh, iTunes. I'm also going to do like a special YouTube version, which I'll release obviously on YouTube or maybe Facebook as well. So you can get a little bit of a visual background. So anyway, uh, today then let's talk about Jack the Nipper 2 in Coconut Capers. So this is the sequel to obviously Jack the Nipper. And what I hope to do with this podcast, guys, I forgot to mention is I wanted to play and talk about as many of my favorite games ever. And this happens to be one of them. But I also want to sort of like talk about games that I never really played before, like the prequel. And I will do an episode on the uh, first game, actually, before, uh, you know, at some point down the line. Now, there's loads of specy games that I've played. There's loads of specy games I haven't played. There's loads of new specy games. And that's what I hope to do with the podcast is talk about as many Spectrum games on a weekly basis. So anyway, this is Jack the Nipper 2 in Coconut Capers. So I'll quickly tell you a story then, how I first came across this game then. So I never had the original game. So I must have been in primary school. I'm not too sure what year this game came out in. But um, all I know is uh, we used to copy games. So hopefully I won't get done uh, all these years later. So I was probably like about nine years old, ten years old, something like that. And I copied some games for one of my friends. And he copied some games for me. Uh, it was a guy called John. Not Jonathan from the uh, Get to the Chopper podcast. Just some kid. I can't remember what his surname was, you know. And uh, he copied a few games for me onto a cassette tape. I think there was 720 Degrees, Rampage, and Jack the Nipper 2 in Coconut Capers. And as soon as I started playing this game... I literally fell in love with it. It was just such a fun, colourful game. It's cheeky. It's got personality. But all those years later, you know, I got rid of my Spectrum and whatever else. And then thanks to sort of like the powers of the internet, I ended up sort of like discovering games that I used to have. I bought some Spectrum games and so on like that. But anyway, um, let's talk about Jack the Nipper 2 Coconut Capers, the cover art then. So... Here we see then Jack the Nipper of, I think, let me read the story that's on the, it says, Jack the Nipper 2 in Coconut Capers, the country has had enough. It can take no more of his devilish pranks and obnoxious behavior uh, of the starling little Jack. Banished to Australia, our favorite little horror jumps plane. Well, what do you expect to land in the deepest, darkest jungle? What havoc will uh, he create? So anyway, he's been uh, sent away because he's a little brat. And in the cover art here then, so it says Jack the Nipper 2, Coconut Capers. It's got a little picture of him sort of like being taken away by the police. Not a great way to treat a baby, really. And it's got a nice little picture of him causing havoc on the aeroplane. He jumps off the aeroplane without a parachute. He's just got like a little bag or something with a J on it. And he looks all crazed and angry. He's wearing his nappy or a diaper to our American listeners. And he lands in the jungle. Uh, it says Australia. I did not know they had uh, lions in Australia or elephants. 
and uh, but apparently they do in this game really so uh, beautiful cover art nicely drawn um, I wish I had the information uh, who actually uh, designed the cover art I don't unfortunately but the game came out by uh, Gremlin they published it and it was a 48k and 128k game I don't think there's any real difference actually on the game itself but yeah, let's move on to the next bit then. And let's talk about the loading screen then. So the loading screen then. Oh, there I am. I finally appeared, guys. You can see me there. So I can talk about what we've got here then. So let me just get that a little bit better then. So Jack the Nipper, the coconut capers. Now, one of the greatest things, again, I've mentioned in previous podcasts is I love loading screens. There was just something magical about getting that cassette tape, popping it in my specky. And I had a Spectrum Plus 2. I'd grab a drink, I would grab sort of like a Coca-Cola, a pack of crisps, and I'd wait for the game to load. I'd just sit there and just watch the screen fill up with that amazing spectrum noise that I used to do as the screen loaded up. And then we were greeted with this sort of loading screen. Now, I don't think it's as great as it should be. It's not one of my favorite loading screens, but it's bright, it's colorful, it set the tone for what was gonna happen in the game. So it's similar to the cover art there, not as quite as much going on. You've got a few crocodiles, or oh, like the Australian set of crocs in, in, in the river there. You've got an elephant wearing some sunglasses, I believe. You've got a statue, and that set the tone for the game. So you know what? Not the greatest loading screen, but um, still not a bad little game. So let me get rid of that. And then the game starts then. So we've got the main option menu there. It says Jack the Nipper and Coconut Capers by Gremlin Graphics. It came out in 1987. So glad that's up there because I didn't uh, do all the research. So let's quickly give a shout out to everyone then that worked on the game. So coding, sprite, graphics, Greg Holmes, Graphics and screens, Terry Lloyd, Odds and Ends, uh, Pridmore, Andy Green, Chris Shigrely, and Bob Toon. So fantastic work there, guys. This is one of the brightest, most colorful games on the ZX Spectrum. And as a kid, this came out in 1987, so I was definitely uh, 10 years old. Uh, the game is it's brilliant then. So nice sort of like main menu at the game there. So it says Jack the Nipper in Coconut Capers. You've got an option to do start game, keyboard, Kempston. I never had a Kempston because I had a plus two. So I just plugged in like my regular Sinclair joystick, uh, threes cursor, force interface two, which is what I normally go for. So let's talk a little bit about what we have here then. So on the screen then to the left, we've got some nice colorful statues. We've got Jack the Nipper, we've got like a hunter, we've got sort of like a, a native of, it doesn't look like a, like an Australian native really. And then you've got like a big sort of green tree, it kind of looks like a beanstalk. And then, you know, there's some water down there, which is obviously the river. So let's get the game started then. So hopefully it's not too loud and doesn't round out. So I'll play some of the music there. I did play the music for the podcast version earlier on, but for our YouTube listeners, I'll just let that sort of sort of play there. I love the little animation there of the guys just moving left and right. The guy's got a spear, the other one's got a gun, a rifle I should say. And Jack the Nippers is sort of like sucking on his thumb there. Oh, it's exciting stuff, love this game. So let's start the game then. So, whoop. wrong button there. So, I love the way it flashes actually. 
So. Oh, wrong way. Right. So anyway, beautiful graphics. Uh, what I remember is sometimes if you start the game again, you won't always start on the same level. Sometimes you start in a different part of the map. And the map is, guys, it's absolutely huge. And I never really knew what I was meant to do with this game because I never had the instructions back in the day. But I believe you have to do things in a certain order and fill up your naughty meter, which is somewhere down here, like where at the bottom it says naughty meter. So um, that's really good. You've got no timer, which is fantastic. So you can do the game at your own pace. And what I loved about this game, guys, is that I don't know how they've managed to do it. The Spectrum always had problems with color clash. It really did. And um, that's not a bad thing. I think, I mean, I got used to it. At first, you know, what I always wanted a C64, got given a Zedek Spectrum, said that story many a times. And um, I got used to it, you know, it's what I love. It's still my favorite computer ever. And uh, ooh, where has that gone there? So anyway, if I put Jack the Nipper behind a certain item, he hides behind the item. So a lot of the level design is in the foreground and Jack is in the background. So there is no color clash really. So beautiful graphics in the game. So you've got to wander around uh, this amazing like map. It's colorful, it's bright colorful. So it's like temples, there's loads of different things happening in the game itself. Jack can climb up ropes, he can sort of like climb down things. There's crocodiles in the water. And the reason why I'm describing everything just is because for our podcast listeners, you can even swing on a rope like Tarzan. It's got music playing there. And see if I can do this right. Oh, I died. So I'll try again. Well, I'm not going to go down there because it's kind of tough for me to go in that water thing down there. So, yeah, there's just so much to explore in this game. And again, 10-year-old me never really knew what I was meant to do with the game. You know, I didn't know how to fill up the naughty meter. There is certain things that you have to do which activate the naughty meter. I, I would say there is something called the RZX sort of video files that if you want to sort of see the game completed, just check that those videos out. You'll see loads of people that have done things like that. It's on YouTube as well. Um, great way of seeing some of the endings. Um, now, as much as I liked the, you know, like this game, I was never any good at it. But what I did enjoy doing was sort of like seeing, uh, like what the next screen was. So it's a bright, colourful game. I mean, graphics had gone a long way from sort of like Manic Miner and all that. Hopefully, I'll land somewhere. No. So this crocodile's floating around in the water and I can take them out. What I need to be careful though is not to um, destroy my little raft thing. Because it's like a little raft thing that's just floating around. But again, I love the exploration nature of this game. You know, it's bright and colourful, just like Dizzy. Um, I do wish that this game did have more in common with Dizzy because... I never really knew exactly what I was meant to do, but like I said before, a lot of these games, it was just the exploring nature, it was just trying to get to the next screen, that's what the game was all about for me, and I'm dead. So I think you get like, let me just get rid of my character there. So I'm just going to, alright, so game over there, it's got some music playing in the background. 
fantastic. So I put the game on pause for a little bit. All right. So oh, I started back on a different area there. Yeah, I think ten-year-old me just loved this game. You know, I think this game was like about seven ninety-nine, maybe a little bit more. It's a full-price game. It did eventually come out on a budget uh, game label, um, a little bit cheaper. I think it even ended up appearing like on um, one of the magazines at one point. Now, there are what I like about this as well. There's so many different baddies, you know. Earlier on, I was just getting attacked by a bunch of bees, which was like an arrow, which was kind of interesting. You got some like elephants, you got some sort of weird sort of um, birds and things like that. And for whatever reason, they all seem to be wearing like a mask or something like that. Your main weapon, and I say main weapon, is a coconuts, and you pick the coconuts up by um, just pressing down. But again, there's so much to explore. I think even to this day, I still don't know where I've got to go. There's loads of little sound effects and things like that that make the game so special, you know. It's even got like a minecart scene as well, which I think just adds so much to the game. There's things that kill you like on, on the ceiling. So let's just... Alright, there's like a dummy there. I don't know what the dummy does. I think things like that give you extra points. Let's just have a little wonder. Whee. Oh, here we go. Minecart. This has always reminded me of sort of like um, Indiana Jones. It's like chocolate. In-game music for when you pick up certain things. Oh, there's a lion chasing me. There's just so much to explore and see in this game, guys. I mean, there's bats, there's elephants, there's lions. There's even something that looks like the Tasmanian Devil. Hopefully, I'll try and find it. Let me see if I can find it. The scorpions. But like I said, this game um, really is a stunning game. And... When people talk about Jack the Nipper, a lot of them talk about the, the original Jack the Nipper, and I didn't really play it, uh, so that's why hopefully during the podcast I will sort of talk about it, I will play it, and that way I'll see what the fuss is all about, you know, I, I've, I have played it since, I, I will be honest, but because there's no nostalgia... Um, I haven't really sort of like invested some time into it, whereas as a kid I used to play this all the time. I'll leave Jack the Nipper there and I'll just talk a little bit about sort of like uh, the graphics and everything there. So let's start rating this game then. So it's very cartoony. It's The loading screen wasn't that great, but the graphics themselves, like Jack the Nipper's got loads of animation. He turns his head, he sucks his thumb, he swings on ropes, he climbs. So he's full of animation. I would say a five out of five in graphics because there's so many amazing lovely sort of characters on the screen the background graphics everything it's so it's just it's brilliant honestly so five out of five sound um th there's not a lot of it but when there is there it is there and it works so i'd probably say like a four out of five because you've got a bit of intro music you've got music when you die you've got some sort of music when you pick up an item 
and that's good you know what would have made it perfect what would have been like a like an in-game music don't know why they didn't include it but hey that's you know i would have given it you know five out of five if it had that so uh playability then i think there's loads of playability in this you know um it's just as much fun as i remember it being as a kid um you know like there's so much to explore and honestly guys the map is absolutely huge it you've got no timer so that's a good thing you know that's one thing that normally really annoys me about certain games is that when you've got a timer and you've got to try and get certain things otherwise your timer rounds out uh it's just you, you can explore and do what you need to do you know it's a sequel to the original game so i'm sure people that were fans of the original game will want to play this game somewhere down the line so anyway guys i'm gonna rate this game a four out of five and uh yeah thanks very much for listening to this podcast like i said I'm doing like a YouTube version, Facebook version, but the, there's also going to be a podcast version, which you'll find on iTunes. If you do like the podcast, please uh, listen, download, subscribe, leave me an iTunes review. I'd really, really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much, guys. See you all next time. Goodbye.